0: What's the first thing you do in 2022 when you need something done, but you're not sure where to get it? You Google it, right? You need a plumber, you Google it. You need a mortgage, you Google it. You need a car detail or an oil change, you Google it. If your business doesn't show up in the top three or even on the first page in general, when I Google something, chances are you're not getting my business. Actually, you're definitely not getting my business. It's that simple. Maybe you do show up, but you only have one review that was left by a customer in 2015. Well, you're not getting my business either. Websites by Students is a company that's here to help solve modern website issues for small and medium-sized businesses. The team at Websites by Students builds custom WordPress websites for small and medium-sized service businesses. Every website is 100% custom built, which means you tell them what you want on the site and they build it exactly to your needs. Every website comes equipped with Google Suite functionality, meaning the Google map, Google integration is all built in right from the start. Their prices are incredibly affordable and their team is super professional to work with. They can build you a brand new website in under three weeks and that comes with unlimited revisions. So they'll send you the first draft. If you don't like it, tell them to fix it as long as you want until the site looks exactly the way that you want it. They won't publish anything until it's perfect and you want it built the way that you want it. The best part about it is that every website package comes with one year worth of free website management so six months after you get this site built if you want to update something whether it's copywriting or you want a restaurant and you want to add to your menu just tell the team at websites by students to do it they'll turn that around in under 48 hours and get that website updated for you to your exact specifications it gets even better websites by students is a purpose-driven organization A portion of every website they build goes to a scholarship fund to help fight student debt for as many college students as they can. If you visit websitesbystudents.com today, fill out the contact form and mention the get it done podcast. You'll save 20% on your next website project. That could be as much as $500 worth of savings. And that $500 is more than likely going into that scholarship fund to help fight student debt. Visit websitesbystudents.com today to get your new website built or get your existing website updated so that it shows up on the first page of Google, if not the top three. Their goal is to make you number one. Call them today, visit their website, mention our podcast, save 20%. And- All right, everybody, welcome back to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm Joe Zanke, your host, co-founder, COO of On Demand Storage, who sponsors our show. And today I'm with my guest, Stephen Chu. Uh, he's the owner of My Wife Quit Her Job, and. Um I'm happy to have you here, Steve. Like I told you before we hopped on the show, you know, I've been following your content for a long time and um and, and this is great to meet you in person. Cool.
1: Happy to be here, Joe.
0: Great man. Well look, I um I know your story a little bit from following you, but you know, usually what we do is before we dive into what you do from a business standpoint, we talk about your life and, and what you were doing before you became an entrepreneur. So why don't you walk us through a little high level of that journey and how um your business career from an entrepreneurial level came to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, I started as like a a typical Asian's lifestyle. I went into engineering, went to a good school, and then I was planning on being an engineer for life. Uh, I actually worked at my engineering, we designed microprocessors at my last job, and I was there for 17 years. Never thought about starting a business or a small business. The only reason it happened is because my wife really hated her job, and she really wanted to quit. And we just happen to live in one of the most expensive areas in the nation right now, where you need mm-hmm. two incomes to get a good house and a good school district. So when my wife became pregnant with her first child, she just told me that she was just going to quit. And I was like doing the mental finances, and I was like, okay, well, we need to supplement, you know, you quitting with something. And we kind of stumbled upon e-commerce. So we sell handkerchiefs online over at BumblebeeLinens.com. Really random story. Uh, When we got married, my wife, she knew she was going to cry, and we couldn't find handkerchiefs anywhere. And then finally, we found this factory in China. We actually had to buy like a couple hundred, and then we kind of sold the excess (laughs) on eBay, and they ended up selling like hotcakes. So what ended up happening is when my wife told me she was going to quit, we actually got back – this was three years after that, after our wedding. We actually got back in touch with that factory, bought a whole bunch, decided to just launch a store, and then we ended up doing six figures in profit in our first year – And this is a long time ago. We've been growing the double and triple digits, and today it's a seven-figure company.
0: That's unbelievable. That's an awesome story. (laughs) Yeah, it's random, right?
1: I mean, handkerchiefs. It's so
0: random, but it's like... I was embarrassed to tell my friends for a while. (laughs) That's awesome. So you just... I love that you remembered that. You know what I mean? Like, you were like, hey, I mean, she's going to quit, so I'm calling that handkerchief guy again, and we're going to let this... We're going to disorder a bunch more. Um, And it's funny. So you would really never even had any experience selling anything online before doing that?
1: Never any experience selling online. I did study entrepreneurship, like all my buddies, since we're in the Silicon Valley, the traditional path is to get VC funding and then start a really large company. That's like shooting for the moon. I didn't really have a desire to do that. And I had no intention of doing like a small, a small e-commerce store at all.
0: Yeah, no, I gotcha. So, where did you initially start selling your products? You mentioned when you first did it, you were on eBay and now, you know, you, you, you bought, so I'm ass- I'm assuming you got in contact with the manufacturer, you got in contact with them. You said, Hey, you know, we're going to give this another go, ordered a whole bunch more. And then did you start doing the fulfillment yourself? Where did you start selling these things right away? Yeah. Back on eBay? Or did you no, do you up, uh, actually
1: eBay was only yeah. for that first time when we got married. Uh, yep. When we actually contacted them the second time, we actually launched our own e-commerce store. And there's a bunch of fortuitous events that happened there, actually. My buddy, he just launched like an e commerce store selling his own photography. And I was like, well, how, yep. how did you do that? And how much does it cost? And he's like, oh, it's free. I was like, what do you mean it's free? And so he kind of walked me through like these open source platforms. This is back in 2007, by the way. This is before like the Shopify's, the yep. big commerce's. You couldn't even sell on Amazon yep. back then. Um, yep. So it was a lot harder. And so I ended up, you know, going with this open source platform and basically coded a lot of this stuff up myself since that was kind of like my background. It's kind of how we got started. And so we got our first business. Again, this is kind of by chance. We, we got a lot of our business through AdWords because my brother-in-law, or oh, he's my brother-in-law now, he actually started working at Google in the Google AdWords department. So he kind of walked me through how to advertise. And yeah,
0: it's beautiful. Yeah. That's great. You know, it's great how things come together, especially it's a good lesson in entrepreneurship because when you get started doing something, you know, things tend to compound if you stick with it and just start thinking about how to solve problems. And so you don't have to like, you didn't have all that figured out before you started. you know what I mean? You just were like, okay, this is an opportunity. And then, all right, well, how are we going to actually sell this thing? Well, I know, I know a little bit about coding. So let me hop on this, um, open form thing and, and, and draft something up and then all right well how are we going to attract people to this site oh you know we should reach out to so and so you know he knows um about AdWords that's a good place to start but like it sounds like that wasn't all the plan from the very beginning you know you just got started doing something because out of a necessity right and then things piece themselves together and i think that happens a lot of time when people start businesses they always think that they need like the this immaculate business plan and in reality you kind of just figure it out as you go I would say that
1: almost every business is like that. Like, there's no way you can figure it out first and then start. It always ends up, you just start, things will never go as you expect, and then you just kind of roll with it.
0: You roll with it. Yep. You roll with it. You gotta, I mean, we've been in so many peaks, valleys, you know, different situations with on-demand storage and trying new customers, you know what I mean? And, and you just iterate, you learn from your mistakes and don't let them happen again and keep going. I mean, that's that's how it's done, so... So you guys started – so this was back in 2007 that you started this company. That's correct. Um, And you're still doing it to this day. Still doing Um, it today. Have you guys made your way onto Amazon or into any retail? Yeah. um, So we're on Amazon
1: and we're on Amazon just because of necessity. I mean Amazon owns over 50% of e-commerce. But we would prefer – like we would love if like all of our business was on our own site. And Actually, I dragged my feet for the longest time going on Amazon um, there's 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 money to be made there, lots of money, but it's actually like the biggest headache and the most cutthroat environment that you'll ever be in.
0: So I've I've been learning that on my own. Yeah,
1: today yeah. our business, our our e-commerce store, our website actually generates the most of our sales, and we want to keep it that way. We only have a fraction of our SKUs on Amazon.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Like you said, yeah, it's a necessity, but man, are they um, they're tough, you know? Then and there's no real. Um, no one to talk to, you know what I mean? They just they just dictate what goes on because they can, and 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 you have to live with it, you know. So you don't want to find yourself in a situation where that's you know your end all be all, and they cut you off because where are you going to go from there? You got to be diversified, like you said, and, and like you're doing.
1: I mean, you have to also think about your mental health. Like, so for example, like if Amazon suspends one of our listings, which happens more often than you, than we'd like. It's usually because someone's attacking us, and that just ruins your entire day. It can ruin your entire week also because of that lack of control. So I always recommend to people like just focus on your own stuff where you can collect your own emails, your own SMS numbers, and, and whatnot. So you're in full control. It might not grow as fast as an Amazon, but you start an Amazon, you make some money there, some cash flow, and then you use that money to reinvest in your own properties.
0: Yep. Yep. That makes perfect sense. So, obviously, you know, starting a business, you know, like it sounds like at the beginning of the story, you know, it was out of necessity. Um, You did everything you had to do. Um, You know, it's up and running and working now. It sounds like it scaled pretty quickly. Um, Talk to me about some of the challenges that you faced along the way, because like maybe if you have a a story in particular that, you know, was a, a challenging time. Maybe getting this thing off the ground or, or a bumpy face in the middle of the road somewhere.
1: I mean, I got lots. I mean, man, we've, we've been doing this for 14 years now. Um, I'll just tell some early stories and I'll, I'll give you some current challenges right now too. Sure. It's usually – most of our challenges are usually with the supply chain. So we get a lot of our products from different parts of Asia, Europe and whatnot. And when it comes to just shipping anything over by sea or something where your manufacturer is like many thousands of miles away – Communication is, is just so important. Uh, I'll just give you some early challenges. Like when we first got started, like uh, it's it's customary for Asians to haggle, right? So I would haggle for these products and get lower prices. And I was, you know, we were like, okay, great, we got a great deal. And then they would ship us product where they just cut corners. Like they meet our they met our price point, but they made the quality much worse so they could actually meet that price point. Or just even stupid things like you, you specify exactly how you want your product to be. You get your sample, assuming that that's what you're going to be getting in bulk. And then all of a sudden what they send you is not even close to the original sample that you gave. We had a lot of those challenges early on. Uh, today we always get an inspector. So we inspect mm-hmm. everything over there. We actually inspect stuff off the line now so that if there's oh, really? anything that wow. comes off and it, it's funky, we send it back right away. Like we nip it in the bud right, right at the start. Uh, Today's challenges, I don't know if you've heard about all the supply chain issues that have been oh, yeah. going on. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been actually having problems getting product today. Uh, we actually have, like a, our stuff's right on, right now on a boat sitting in the harbor outside of LA. And it's been sitting there for two weeks. And we need this stuff for like the holiday season. We also had to ship a number of our orders over by air. Uh, and, and in this particular case, this shipment that I'm thinking of, we actually paid more for shipping than the product itself. So there's always like different challenges, but you find a way around it.
0: You do find a way around it. Yeah, we, um, so like I told you a little bit off air, you know, I've been looking at some brands recently, um, especially like, you know, what we've been, we've been thinking about how to start our own, but at the same time, you know, there's little places like Flippa and Microacquire, where maybe you can find one that's already established, you know what I mean? And um, and pay not too much money, get some inventory right out of the gate and and, um, and expedite the process. But, so we were like looking at a, a a product the other day and when the company was founded, they're still working off of their first original order of like how many products they've sold. So they haven't, they haven't sold a ton of them. But even just a short like eight months ago, 12 months ago, um, the shipping cost itself to get like if we were to chip over a new batch of inventory has like quadrupled. Yeah. You know, so he was selling a product for 24 bucks, you know, to get it here. It might have cost him might've cost him four um, per, per per thing. Now it's going to cost us like 12, 13. Yeah. So it's like that whole category, that whole thing is just kind of irrelevant at this point, just because of the cost of shipping. Um, so that's just, I, I, I hear you loud and clear, you know, it's always kind of something and stuff that's just completely out of your control that you have to, you know, like you said, find some workarounds, um, whether you have to fly it in, you know, but I know how, how much typically is that more than shipping it in? Oh, Via boat, flying it versus shipping. Yeah, well, Uh, via boat.
1: Back in the good old days, a container was like five grand. Now it's like twenty grand. Uh, For air, I don't know the numbers off the bat, but it's like the air shipping is just a little bit more expensive than a container.
0: Now, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and it just, but it eats away. Yeah, if you, you it does.
1: But at the same time, I feel like there's like mass inflation, so we've actually been raising our prices. You know, yep. everyone so, yeah. has. I mean, a gallon of gas where I live. I don't know where you're at. Oh, you're in Boston. That's right. It's it's five dollars and fifty cents for a gallon of gas here, <laughs> right? I mean, everything
0: is shooting. We're at, up. We're we're at like three fifty, and I'm still like, what the hell <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. So. E- Talk to me about, um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of talking about the e-commerce side of your business. You have another business, uh, My Wife Quit Her Job, that I introduced at the beginning that is more of a content-based Correct. business. Talk to me about that, when that got established, and, you know, what... Honestly, I mean, I kind of know, but, like, um, talk to me about the financial side of that too. Like, how, how does that produce income for you? Yeah. So, we
1: actually started My Wife Quit Her Job maybe a year after. Like, as soon as we hit our first six figures in profit on our e-commerce store... I decided to document everything online in a blog. And the reason why I did that is I was getting a lot of questions from my friends because they saw that my wife quit her job to stay at home with the kids. And they were like, hey, I want to quit my job and stay at home with the kids. So I started (laughs) writing all that stuff done, started referring people to it. But what ended up happening is none of my friends would read it. But then I had all these random strangers read the blog. And wow. so I just kept up with it. That led to a podcast, led to a training course, that led to a conference, uh, that led to a YouTube channel. I mean, all these things started happening. And I discovered this world where you don't actually have to ship any physical products and you can make a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Just teaching people about how you've done it, right?
1: That or just affiliate know? revenue, referring people to services. Um, I've run my own event now, sponsorships, advertising, there's a number of ways to do it.
0: Wow. it's cool. It's cool and you were kind of ahead of your time when it comes to. I mean, that's like the name of the game now, you know. I just I just came back actually from last week. I was in a event down in um, Austin, Texas, and a lot of the people that were speaking were talking specifically about what they did for business, but how content and content creation led them to their success. You know, so they would Whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on YouTube, you know, just document, like you said, what they're doing on a daily basis and how they're doing it and let it be known to the world, you know, give people a deep dive in. And it's amazing the doors it opens up, you know. Um, One guy was talking about self storage, like, and how he raises all his money from Twitter. It's like, who would have thought that would be a thing? You know what I mean? People are wiring him money, you know, that have never met him before to buy self storage. It's like, it's wild, but. It, it it works unbelievably. And you you were ahead of it, you know, doing it back in 2008. Did you say that you found me through Twitter? I did find you through See, Twitter. See, Twitter is actually, I've only been doing
1: Twitter for like eight months.
0: You've grown quite a following. And you know? it's
1: it's nuts. Like, I didn't realize the power until, again, a random contact that I had in the podcast one day told me that I should be on Twitter. And I was like, really? Like, Twitter, why? And then he's like, just, just trust me. Just do it. Here, here's how you do it and then within actually within like the first i want to say three days i'd already gained like 800 or a thousand followers in just like the first three days i was like oh my goodness and then all of a sudden people were signing for my email list it's just nuts so again wow contacts like the people who you hang out with i mean the more people that you meet the more random lottery tickets i call them that you'll get
0: yeah yeah no it's it's it sounds it sounds like it um so anybody who's out there listening right now um, that may have an idea whether they want to sell a product start a content website you know what's um what's one piece of advice you'd give people who are looking to get into their own business because that's you know what I've noticed and why I wanted to talk to you particularly is you're good at giving advice on something like Twitter you know and you simplify things and and most of the time it's you make it sound easy and we both know that entrepreneurship isn't always easy but The concept of it 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 can be i mean the principles are
1: always simple and here's why you need to keep things simple because if you start off the bat by talking about all these problems that you had people will think that they need to get their whole act together before they start we taught we started this conversation by saying usually you start and you figure things out as you move along like even if you planned like the best business plan ever I can almost guarantee you that when you run your business, it's not going to follow that business plan, (laughs) I know. I'll give you a perfect example. When we first started our e-commerce store, you know what my plan was? It was to um, go on eBay and then link those people, somehow steer those people from eBay back to our store and just kind of leverage eBay's traffic. And we were also going to do a lot of forum marketing, like going on the wedding forums and whatnot. And that worked for a while, but then, like I was a little too promotional, so I got banned on on the forums mm-hmm. and then eBay it turns out you know they sent us a warning you're not supposed to try to guide people over to your or your site, so we had to think of something different
0: immediately, yeah, yeah you just had to <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, well, that sounds like a great idea in principle, but um that happens all the time, yep, you know, you just think something's going to go one way, and then it's like, all right well we're going to go a entirely different route, but it's still going to, you know, work as long as you stick with it and, and have the means and can keep going. I mean, which is more often than not, you know, you can pivot, you can pivot and, and, and do things. And that's the beauty of like having an internet business too is that especially nowadays, you know, like you said, back when you started, things are a little bit harder. Um, nowadays there's so many tools available and, and content out there that tells you how to navigate these problems. So, you might not even need like a mentor. You can you pretty much find the answer to most things on YouTube at this point. So Yeah.
1: And I think when it comes to just content in particular, all it requires is for you to be consistent. So when I started in 2008, 2009 with the blog, I started with a bunch of people. And today, a lot of those publications don't even exist anymore. Yet I've been here doing it for like 10 years, over 10 years.
0: Yeah. Yep. So yep. it's just consistency. Just That's it. That's a name a game with pretty much everything. Yeah. And so when it comes to your, you know, the way you run your content, um, when it comes to YouTube or, or Twitter, do you have like a, a plan around how you do it or how often you do it?
1: I just, so I just do it as quickly as I can at a pace that I can maintain in the long run. So I ask myself, hey, if I were to do this forever, what pace could I maintain? And for me, that's usually just once a week. And for Twitter, that's like three, three tweets a day or something like that.
0: Sure. Yeah. And that makes sense. You know, get on, get off. You know, you don't want it to, to overrun your life, but you can do a lot effectively in that amount of time and with that amount of effort.
1: I mean, what you don't want to do is, let's say you're starting a YouTube channel, put out like 50 videos in like the first month and then just stop. That's like the worst thing that you do. It, you're better off dragging those out to 50 weeks worth of content, publishing once per week.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. That's good advice. So Steve, the last question I usually ask everybody is um, for a book recommendation. Do you have a a book that you've read throughout your career or maybe just something you read recently, doesn't even have to do with business um, that you'd recommend to the audience? Easy.
1: This one's easy. Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. That book changed my life. It's by Robert Cialdini.
0: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And is it about marketing or sales? It's about
1: persuasion. Uh, getting okay. people to do things that you want. that That's actually a negative way to put it, but it's it's how to influence people. I know what you mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, definitely. That sounds great. I mean, I'll add that to the uh, have list. Have you read the I book? I haven't read that one. No, I have not. Oh, my
1: goodness. Okay, read. yeah, you have to. I actually had the honor of having him on my podcast recently, and I was like fanboying the entire time uh, <laughs> because literally that book changed my life. No joke. I mean, I'm an engineer. I'm used to just sitting behind a computer all day programming, right? Mm-hmm. And these mm-hmm. tactics and strategies apply to everything in life. I mean, it's really about how to persuade people and influence people to to buy a physical product or to follow you on whatever social media platform or buy your course or whatnot. It's all about persuasion.
0: Gotcha. No, that's I mean, at the end of the day, sales and being able to, you know, market, advertise, sell your product is pretty much all you need in business. You know, you have to be able to get people to buy from you no matter what you have. And so, um, you see a lot of that with, you know, when I, when you start to study advertising and, and marketing, you know, how do we, the psychology behind why people are running ads the way they are and, and everything that goes into it. And I, you know, even with, um, your courses, you know, now that you're bringing that up, I can see, you know, there, there's definitely some, some it's tactful, you know, and how you approach, um, telling people the information and, and, and sending the emails, you know what I mean? Consistently. And, um, and appreciate it, you know what I mean? Especially hearing that you know it, it comes from it's it's been planned, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing about email since you just mentioned it a lot of times people aren't ready to purchase or take part in what you had to offer, but as long as you yeah. just kind of stick around, like one day, like when you're ready, you'll join. I mean, that's the, that's the whole yeah. idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. I find myself honestly buying a lot of things when I'm like about to go to bed or you know, go in the bathroom or something. It's like, oh yeah, that thing I wanted to buy a couple of days ago. Yeah. Maybe now's a good time, you know? Yeah. Um, it's true though. You know, you get you get hit with it um, at the right time, right place, right time. And that's where you just got to stay in front of the people. So yeah, it's it's definitely a great tactic. Well, look, man, I really enjoyed meeting you. Um, like I said, I've been following you on Twitter for a little while, you know, even though you said you haven't been doing it too long. I think you probably joined right around when I did. And I've been reading, um, following your advice, so I'm glad that you responded to my uh, outreach and came on here and shared your story. It's been great talking to you. Cool. Um,
1: it was great meeting you, Joe. Thanks for having
0: me on. Where, where can people find um, some of your content and your products if they want to?
1: Yeah, uh, the easiest way is to just go to mywifequitterjob.com. Check out the content. Uh, you can find me on YouTube as well, and I have a podcast. And in the event that you're getting married, I can hook you guys up with some hankies over at com.
0: Bumblebee Lennons, man. Yep. I'm getting married in, uh, in June. Are you really? So, Congratulations, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Those persuasion <laughs> tactics work on the spouse too, by the way. Just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to read that book for you man. Uh, <laughs> we're at some crossing points in our life where I want to do something, and, and I got to convince her a little bit deeper. So. <laughs> well, thanks, man. It's been great meeting you. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Take care. Yep.